This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello and good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kayser, and I'm not joined by Producer T or Kyle McLaren this week. This week, we have a guest, Mr. Isha Jerome of the Soda Pod, and also co-creator of the Hockey Podcast Network. Isha, thanks for joining me. Thanks for uh, saving this episode of the Stick Hungry Podcast. How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. Just just filling in. I ain't saving anything. Just filling in. So, you know, we were going to scrap it, but you came last second riding on that white horse, come to save the day, saying that you would produce the show. And I was like, you know what? We'll, we'll go with it. We'll go with just me and you rolling on this episode. Uh, just kind of like we did on the last episode of your uh, Soda Pod uh, podcast, kind of talking a bit about the network and just, you know, our story in general, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I apologize if I leg out a little bit. As everyone knows, my internet's not the strongest these days, but it's going to change soon. Um, yeah, no, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast. We did like almost fucking two hours worth of content because um, one of the listeners on the Soda Pod wanted us to tell the origin story. And uh, it was funny. Actually, I listened to the last episode we ever did of Stick it, Under the Stick and Rink brand um, on uh, Stick and Rink Radio today. And it was funny, like, talking to producer T about how, like, he was going to start Stick Hungry uh, podcast and how, you know, you and I were uh, going to, you know, take on the Minnesota podcast. And when we actually brought Josh Gertzen, um, you know, now. <laughs> Look at us now. Look at us now. We're, but now we're running the Stick Hungry podcast today. Oh, come full circle, baby. But uh, jo- we brought Josh <laughs> on the show, right? Host, uh, one of the hosts of the, uh, the now st- well, the Stick and Rink podcast 2.0 now. And it was funny, man, actually, like just listening to, to our conversation. We talked about how like things may get heated if the Wild and Canucks ever rekindle a rivalry. And lo and fucking behold, the Vancouver Canucks in Minnesota are going to play in a play-in series. Shots are going to have to be fired between me and uh, Josh and now Elijah and the uh, raffle. But just quickly, like, shout out to the Stick and Rink boys. I, I tweeted out earlier at VI Sports Talk that, like, I, I couldn't be happier with the-, the host that we chose to hand that brand off to when we started to focus more on the, the Hockey Podcast Network. Oh, no, and they're hilarious. Like, everybody go so fucking check funny, out their man. show. You don't have to be a bit. Yeah, you don't have to be a Vancouver Canucks fan to enjoy their show. You really don't. There's probably 20% Canucks talk, if you're lucky, and the rest of it is just comedic gold. Um, It is kind of funny, Isha. Normally, you know, the guest has the uh, lower quality mic, but this time you're actually producing the show, so you're coming out nice and clear, and I'm on my dirty old headphones up up in camp, so uh, it's a little switch up here. Yeah, I mean, you don't sound too bad, though, and your headphones are real nice. I remember I used to, well, I used to use those to help produce some radio stuff, so it's That's better right. than these fucking, like, Sony earbuds I got in right now. Yeah, I may have the nice mic, and I got my box, but I'm, like, I'm plugged into my laptop, which has been working overtime these days. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad to settle into a new place really soon and uh, get my whole office back set up here. I mean, man, these COVID times have been, uh, been crazy, you know, behind the scenes on the Hockey Podcast Network. Yeah, no, absolutely. And a quick program note for everybody. Um, Next week, we're going to be taking the week off and we're coming back on June the 15th. I think that's the day, June the 15th. Uh, Me and producer T will be in studio 
We're going to Zoom Kyle, and we're going to have a big old season finale. Moving forward, we're probably going to put out two episodes a month. So it won't be every single week, but we'll still have content rolling out. I mean, Isha, we've been talking about the end of the season here for the Sharks since like February. So I mean, <laughs> it, it's just been dragging on. So this is the best we can do for you folks. Um, you know, if anything big happens, you know, we're going to be there for you. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Stick Hungry Pod. Follow myself at DYL underscore THPN. And Isha, where can the fans follow you? and your podcast you can follow myself at vi sports talk and the podcast at the soda pod i just actually got finished recording it earlier today fuck man with everything going on in minnesota in the united states like it was a it was a hard one to get through i kind of just i said right off the bat you know i'm keeping it the same format as i usually do yeah i'll sprinkle in my thoughts on what's going on you know at some point in the show and i did towards the end but it's just heartbreaking and it's hard for me to really comment because I'm not there yet. I kind of yeah. feel connected to the community, you know, being connected to so many personalities on Twitter and, and, and fans of the soda pod. Um, but if you want to chime in on episode 61 or poll question or, or anything, um, I said, you know, my DMS are open. Even if you just want to talk at uh, the soda pod and at VI sports talk. Um, yeah. I mean, crazy times, man, COVID and now what's going on in the States, but uh, we're going to keep, we're going to keep pushing out content and try to, at least be an escape for those who, who, who dig our stuff and at least try to put a smile on some people's faces. I know the stick and rink boys do. And I tried to do the same on the soda pod this week. And Hey, we, we have some news. I mean, we talked about it last week on this episode, but hockey is coming back. We yep. don't know the exact date, but Hey, it's, it's on the horizon. At least it's something we can look forward to. Well, it's something we can talk about on this episode and in, and in weeks to come. And uh, be- before we just dive into some of the hockey talk deal, and I think maybe this is a good opportunity. I mean, you talked about your schedule with the, the stick hungry podcast moving forward. Maybe you should just give a shout out to like what the hockey podcast network is. Uh, it, well, basically the schedule that's going to roll out now in regards to the NHL shows, because we've, admittedly just kind of been waiting until the national hockey league gave us something to work with before we could approach our host and be like, okay, here's our now, you know, evolved plan of how we're going to go about this season. And so like Dylan said, episode 61 right now, I guess NHL wide on the hockey podcast network is the season one finale. However, a lot of our hosts are sticking around with us. Um, some are going to continue to post every week. Some are going to take a step back and some are just going to take a break altogether. Uh, those hosts who are in, well, who cover teams who are in the play in games or playoff games, they will resume coverage on the hockey podcast network when that starts. And then when season two comes around, we'll update you again on, you know, a lot of the hosts are staying with us, but there are going to be a few changeovers and we'll give you all the information on, on that moving forward. But we're still going to produce content every week, Dylan, because the original content still coming out, same schedule, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's tales with TR with former NHLer uh, Terry Ryan. I don't know where the fuck he, he was this week, but he's still around. <laughs> he's he's still around somewhere. Um, him and his cat Princess. They, they, oh my god! Funny, uh, hearing Terry yell at his cat. Hey, I mean, he he did that editing on the fly with the cat noises. By the way, that wasn't me. I have to say because I know you usually produce Terry's show. Um, when yeah. you're in camp, I, I take over. That one episode with the cat when he was interviewing his cat, like I didn't, I didn't edit that. He did that himself. I think he put his phone up with like the same cat noise to the mic and just clicked it every single time. That guy's a beauty. Um, <laughs> we also have hockey to heroin, road to recovery with Brady Levold. It's blowing uh, up right now, folks. Great guests every week. Yeah, amazing guests. Uh, he had Theo Fleury. 
Um, he's uh, Barbara yeah. Williams on this last week. Actually, she was the first uh, the first female coach in the National Hockey League. Uh, the Islanders in the early '90s. She was the first uh, female skating coach with the club. Um, and Andy Sutton, he had recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, a bunch of great guests. We also have the House of Hockey podcast, the a, best uh, lifestyle podcast out there for hockey. Exactly, and then also the Ice Analytics podcast with Dr. Matthew Arp. Doctor, that's all you need to know about this one. The guy's a smart guy. He puts on a great show. And look, I know, especially in San Jose, like they're they're true. In my opinion, San Jose, like they're blue collar hockey fans. In my opinion, from what I've seen, right? Like they they love the crest. They love the game. They love the fights. So maybe the Ice Analytics show isn't necessarily for them. But let me tell you, Dylan. Uh, you and I both appeared on the show. Matthew Arp doesn't just dive into the numbers, you know, in in a way that makes you feel stupid. He, he paints he paints analytics in a way you can understand. It has great hockey conversations. Last week he had uh, the Evolving Wild, well, evolve the boys from Evolving Hockey on the show, and they're one of the best and well respected uh, hockey analytic contributors. They have a website, you know, Evolving Hockey. Their Twitter's at Evolving Wild. Uh, these two brothers from Minnesota who are absolute geniuses, and to be honest, Dylan. Pretty much any article that talks about analytics, they cite evolving hockey. So this was a huge get for the ice analytics. So, you know, props to Matthew Arp. And then if you, if you don't check out, you know, me and Dylan on the show, at least check out that episode. And speaking of blue collar fans in San Jose, I'm sure they love uh, the hockey fights. Because actually, you and I, we just rewatched um, that, that documentary, um, uh, Ice, ice Guardians, Guardians, right? Yeah. And a lot of the interviews with the fans, you know, took place in like San Diego or, you know, California, right? Right. Um, they love the fights. They love the fights. So your fans will probably love the fourth line voice ho- uh, podcast on its new home, the hockey podcast network. I mean, Darren at Southpaw on Twitter, man, he brings on the best guests and just, just loves old time hockey. You know, he tells me, he's like, I don't even watch the game today. It's all about this, the seventies, eighties and nineties. It's all about the fourth liners and he gives them a voice. And I don't know. I know you've been super busy, man, but uh, definitely a bookmark few of the latest episodes because they're awesome. Yeah, no, he brings on great guests. Uh, like you said, it, it's fourth liners, it's enforcers, grinders, not even necessarily NHLers, guys that grinded it out in the ECHL, L- AHL. LNAH, baby. The last host he's played like eight years in the LNAH. That's just the fight league in Quebec, and he's 38 years old. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, yeah, we have so much great content on the Hockey Podcast Network. Make sure you follow the network on Twitter also. We always have great contests going on. We have one from Manscaped going on currently where you can win a Lawnmower 3.0, get nice and trim. Uh, Follow us at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. That's the follow of the day, folks. Follow of the day. Well, at VI Sports Talks should be the follow of the day. All right. Well, I've already said it. I already said it. (laughs) I'm trying to get to 1,000. I'm getting there. (laughs) I've been grinding. Dylan, he got Twitter like a year and a half after me. He's already on his way to 2,000 followers. I'm like slowly still making the grind. Hey, it's it's all about the grind, though. You're you're getting there eventually. Well, I was actually saying on the Soda Pod, like you've been killing it with like, you know, questions and interactive. I I don't know. Like you fucking crush Twitter, man. I got to get my Twitter game going. Yeah, I know when I'm, you know, home from camp. It gets the creative juices going. I, I can, can tell when you're home. <laughs> I go yeah. on Twitter. I'm like, holy fuck, Dylan's posted like four times today. <laughs> well, you know, when I'm at camp, it's like I have to get up at 4.30 in the morning, uh, be at work by 10 to 6, and then I get off at 6, and I got to get to bed by like 8.30. I yeah. mean, I'm so beat. And I only really have like an hour to like sit and watch TV or do something. So I don't know. I don't have that much. 
time for Twitter. But when I get home, I mean, I, I got 24 hours a day, baby. It's crazy how you can just get lost on that, uh, on that site. In both good oh, it's, and bad. Yeah, both good and bad. I mean, there's, there's a lot of bad. Um, and people well, like to point out the bad, but there's a lot of good as well. Hey, I've been seeing this Minnesota community come together in ways that have outstanded me. So it's, it's been awesome. There you go. Um, so I want to give a quick shout out to Nick Floor and Solomon Strotter for coming on our show last week. He finally, uh, he finally corrected you with his last name. It took a whole season. Come on, Solomon. Come on. <laughs> I, like, know. I, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> he's, he's just such a nice guy. Uh, he, he didn't want to make us look like fools. And he didn't even correct uh, he didn't even correct I know. me, honestly. He, oh, I, know. I just asked him what his Twitter handle was, and that's what he said. I was like, oh, that's what it is. He's like, oh, no, it's okay. You can call me straighter. I'm like, buddy, that's not what it is, though. Well, it's like my I'm Isha, right? And everyone's like, they, everyone pronounces my name wrong when they first meet me or, or read it. And uh, right away, I'm like, no, no, it's Isha. Like, let's get it right. Let's let's take yeah. away all the awkwardness right off the bat. Peel the bandit off. You got it wrong. That's okay. It's, yeah, it's like my, my last name, too. It's K-E-Y-Z-E-R. Yeah. People always say kaiser or keezer no it's kaiser yeah that's how it Easy. is i'm not if you call me kaiser i won't even respond um, barely knew her <laughs> kaiser barely knew her um but yeah big shout out to solomon uh strotter and nick floor for coming on the last episode it was actually a good time i thought it was gonna be a more of a mess uh i'm not gonna than it was i'm not gonna say it wasn't a mess because we had some interesting things going on benders was there so i mean well bender was <laughs> he was there <laughs> slamming a few beers um, we had a bunch of people trying to find their chemistry 11 class. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so tell the story a little clearer now that like you've reflected and know and knew what happened. Cause in real time, like I knew what happened cause you told me, but I was listening and I was like, okay, like you're saying like what's going on, but like maybe paint the picture a little bit more now that like, okay, you, you have the whole story and we've been laughing about it for the last week. Yeah. So basically what happened was we sent out an invitation on Twitter uh, for fans to come on the podcast. So what I did was I copied the Zoom meeting link and I tweeted that out. As soon as I tweeted that out, I had like 10, 11 people in the waiting room to get into our Zoom meeting. So I'm like, and oh. a couple did, a couple did. And, and a couple did. Well, what, what we figured we'd do is let in one or two at a time so it wasn't just a big jumbled mess. Um, and I think the second person we let in uh, was this girl named Jessica and she was listening for about five, 10 minutes. And then after about 10 minutes, she's like, is this chemistry three? I, I don't understand what you guys are saying. And then we're like, Oh yeah, this is chemistry. Don't worry. And she's like, well, I, I'm German. I don't really understand what you guys are saying. Um, so we just kind of kept on with the joke there. And I think looking back, I can't confirm this, but I think the other 10 people in the waiting room, weren't stick hungry fans. Those were people looking for the goddamn chemistry three class. They're probably I, all late. I still, they're probably all late. Probably all failed because of the stick hungry podcast, but I just, I just don't know how you mix that up. I really don't. Uh, so that's kind of on them. I mean, if you're, if you're mixing up a, a tweet from a podcast with a link and you think that's chemistry class, you should fail. You sh you fail at life at that. You're point. a fool. You're a fool. You're, like you're, stick hungry podcast. How does that have, anything to do with chemistry and yeah no it, it was nuts so that's uh that's they were hanging out in trail not germany yeah no kidding yeah i think they're up in amsterdam um yeah it was <laughs> closer it was, than trail yeah yeah exactly but uh yeah it was, it was pretty funny it was it was a good episode overall though like you said benders popped in uh we all gave our predictions on the upcoming playing rounds for the playoffs 
man, this is going to be a, a gong show. But, I mean, it, it's going to be a quiet gong show because there's going to be no fans in the stands, which will be uh, kind of weird. Um, it, but there's some good matchups. There, there are some yeah. good, interesting matchups. Um, a couple that I think, you know, looking at it quickly, like the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Montreal Canadiens. I think we can kind of scratch that one off. I think we all know who's going to take well, that. Can I, can I just say something about that first? Because it has something it, – it's relevant to the Minnesota Wild, okay? So the Minnesota Wild actually – you know, Billy Guerin made, in my opinion, one of the best trades that any GM has made in the National Hockey League this year, trading Jason Zucker to the Pittsburgh Penguins for um, – um, Kale Addison, who's a very, very solid defensive prospect, um, you know, projected top four guy, uh, a first round pick, a conditional first round pick, and uh, and Alex Galchenyuk, who actually played very well for the Montreal, or very well for, well, he did play well for the Montreal Canadiens, but he's like a career 40 to 50 point guy um, yeah. and didn't play well with Pittsburgh, but played well with the Wild upon joining them for the last, whatever it was, 13 to 18 games. Um, he's a free agent well, was an unrestricted free agent next year. So if the wild do want to bring him back, they're going to do it at a low cost anyways. So he was like icing on a cake because Pittsburgh first round pick in the, and the top defender, like that's enough for Jason Zucker in my opinion. So anyways, the trade was awesome. But the thing about the pick is uh, Minnesota only gets the pick. If the Pittsburgh penguins qualify for the playoffs. Now, if Montreal mm. somehow fucking upsets the penguins, because let's be honest, Dylan, Carey Price is the best goaltender in the world. Well, he was. He's kind of clinging to that title still. Didn't really have the best season as of late, like the last two years or so. But if he somehow, like, somehow, some way, steals this series, and, and I really don't think it's going to happen because it's a healthy Pittsburgh team who, they're, they're a playoff team. But if that happens, Minnesota gets fucking screwed because then the Pittsburgh Penguins, their condition is they can choose if they want to retain this year's pick or next. And as we know this year with the National Hockey League, if you lose in the play-in, you get a chance at the lottery. So Pittsburgh could, you know, has a, a, a chance, a small chance if they lose to get into that, you know, top three, top five. And Minnesota gets the 2021 pick and is like, are you, are you kidding me? COVID? Yeah, What's wouldn't going on? that be something? Yeah, but... Uh, like, I know it's a stretch, but hey, yeah. it's a storyline. No, I mean, with Carey Price, there's always that potential. But I think, you know, as good as Carey Price is, I just don't think this Montreal Canadiens team is very good, to be quite honest with you. I'm bringing him up on DB right now. But like you said, like compared to Pittsburgh, like who's... Pittsburgh wasn't healthy close. this year. And Crosby, let's be honest, Crosby had a bad year. Like analytically, and, you know, he put up points, but he didn't put up points at the Crosby rate. Malkin helped carry this team 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like they get uh, a healthy Jake Gensel coming back. Oh man, um, so good! Another top player. I mean, that that guy's a stud. Um, you know, they they have some other really good pieces on that Pittsburgh team, and I just I don't know. I I look at the roster of the Canadians, and I just don't see enough there. I, I see a bunch of second and third liners, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, and like taking nothing away from Thomas Tatar, who's absolutely thrived in Montreal, right? 61 points in 68 games, 22 goals this season, Dylan. And last season he put up 58 points in, uh, in, in 80 games. And that was a career high. So he actually put it, he's, this is his career high right now. He's almost point per game during the, the COVID season. So again, I don't want to take anything away from him because he's a 20 to 30 goal scorer. Um, you know, Max Domi's regressed a little bit from his awesome season last year but you said it like Philip Deneau second in scoring at 47 points in 71 games I got nothing I, I don't have an issue with Philip Deneau he's he's a great player but he's a second liner you got Brendan Gallagher you know he's he's like he's they're solid to, like he's like the Ryan Kessler right he's their their shutdown guy 
Um, and then they have young players beginning to thrive, like the young Nick Suzuki. Um, you got Shea Weber and Carey Price, but Shea Weber's 34 years old, and he's uh, though he's playing like an absolute beast and still continues to be dominant. I mean, man, he had 36 points this year, the Sycamus BC native, but he's he's getting older. Like Jeff Petrie and him can't carry that defense for much longer. And I mean, I'll be honest, like all those guys you listed off, even uh, Thomas Tatar, I mean, in my opinion, they're all secondary guys. Like I know Tatar had a lot of points this season, but I think that's just because he was probably getting most of the minutes. He was yeah. probably getting high-end minutes for the simple fact that there's no other skilled forwards on that team uh, ahead of him. So I think that's kind of why he put up the points he did. Yeah, um, dude, again, Car- Carey Price, he's play- he played 58 games this year. Well, that, that's that's a, that's like Roberto Longo num- like numbers, right? From a Vancouver Canucks perspective, I mean, who in San Jose has ever has carried the torch like that? No one in recent recent years. No, no, I mean, not, not even close this year. We won't even uh, we won't get into the goaltending situation for the Sharks this year. We've we've beat that dead horse uh, to oblivion. Well, we don't want to uh, torture producer T since he didn't show up today and just talk about Jones for the whole episode. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, he he won't he won't even listen to this one. Don't <laughs> don't kid yourself, um, buddy. I'm gonna I'm gonna like put it on a USB and or tape and drop it off at his house. He's listening to this one. Express ship it to his house so he knows it's important. done. He's like, oh, I have done. to plug this in. Done. I'll write listen or your family dies. <laughs> okay, that that took a that took a dark <laughs> dark turn there real quick. Um, What's what's another series that interests you? I mean, for me, looking in the West, I think that Winnipeg-Calgary series, that's going to be a bloodbath. Um, yeah. Just the, the last thing I want to say on the Montreal thing is, like, they don't even deserve to beat, like, get a chance to play, in, in my opinion. And same with the Chicago Blackhawks. But Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, um, a bloodbath indeed. I mean, what are, you, what are your initial thoughts? I, I just think this one's going to go all the way to five games, uh, assuming they're five-game series. And, and I really can't pick a winner here. It might come down to goaltending, which Winnipeg definitely has the edge. But you know what? The Flames, uh, they got some good forwards. They can put the puck in the back of the net. So it, it's going to be a toss-up for me. It's really a flip of the coin. Yeah, and the Flames, like, they didn't perform to the best of their ability this year, right? No. So, shoot, I mean, but here's, ass- here's assuming the thing. teams this- can shake off the rust, I mean, this, this team could, could win. They could beat Winnipeg. Well, this here's the thing, though. This whole stoppage of play for COVID, I mean, it's essentially being a full off season. So, I mean, some teams are coming in like this is a new year almost. So, who knows what to expect from some of these teams? Some might fall flat in their face, and some, like the Calgary Flames, who didn't have a good regular season this year, might come back and be one of the top teams in the West. I mean, that's true. They they were last year. I know they were a disappointment in the playoffs, but like they. They have the offensive guns. They have the defense. And let's be honest, like, their goaltending, like, David Riddich, like, he seems like he's the real deal. Like, is he going to be a superstar goaltender? No, I don't think so. But is he, is he a starter? Yeah, he is. He's proven he is. Like, yeah. he, he's, he's kept the Calgary Flames afloat this year despite everything they've gone through. Like, man, can you believe that the Bill Peters incident, like, was, was this season? And, and I mean, fucking the underlining news that, that went along with that story. I mean, it's, it's still rampant in the United States and, and North America. Don't get me wrong, especially what's going on in Minnesota. But like, man, like if, if you think about it from like a, com- a competitive side for the Calgary flames, like that went on this season. Like there's so much that went that like hampered the flames this season that maybe this break for them was exactly what they needed, you know, to get back out there and, and be dominant. And the Winnipeg jets, like, don't get me wrong. They have, 
they have the offensive guns too, and they have arguably the best goaltender this season on their team. But their defense is young. Their defense is unproven, and Calgary's is the opposite. Like they're they're just a bunch of vets back there. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all that. It's kind of it's kind of funny. I mean, a couple of years ago, the Winnipeg Jets had probably one of the best defensive cores in the league, and things have really changed. You know, Dustin Bufflin leaving this season. That was another storyline. I mean, so much has gone on this <laughs> this season, especially for us being in the first year of the hockey podcast. Oh never. man, could you? What, like, what a year we go fucking chose. I would have eh? never predicted this. No, Not in I a mean, million years. You remember at the start of the season, we're like, you're just like, man, the one thing we have to pray for is that if there that there's not a lockout. Instead, there's a pandemic. So I mean, yeah, shit, close enough. And then we might hey. still have a lockout. Oh, there's, dude, the league can't. The league no, will they, fold they if there's a lockout. Yeah, well, yeah, no, it would be really bad. It, well, it did you hear that actually now the PA is starting to to wager like, hey, NHL, like we'll do this and this and that if you meet our demands in the next way and next uh, collective bargaining agreement now. So now, you know, the NHL used to do that to the Players Association, right? They would kind of yeah. strong arm them. Well, now the, the NHL PA, I guess, is like starting to sprinkle in like, hey, by the way, like if we can get this going now and, you know, come to an agreement sooner than later, then we don't have to worry about this down the road. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame them for using that as leverage, but uh, let's hope there's no lockout. And I mean, this whole playoff things. I mean, I was listening to uh, Sean Avery's podcast the other day. Actually, no fucking really. Kidding. I'm surprised because I know you're not the biggest fan of Sean Avery. Well, I I don't know. I I don't I don't mind his podcast. I mean, he, he I've absolute... never listened to be honest. Oh, oh, I I actually really don't mind it. It's not okay. all hockey talk. Um, and I don't listen to every episode. I just happen to listen to the last episode. Um, and he brought up a good point. I mean, we have these hub cities and they're going to have like a kind of a bubble, I guess, or an area where they're going to keep players and you can only like Olympic village. No one, no spot. one leaves. No one comes in. <laughs> exactly. So you can't go see your family or any of that. But he brings up a good point. So in all these hotels and all these restaurants and the arenas and stuff that these players are going to be going to, are the staff being held? Like, yeah, the staff that, that's are going the plan. Their family? No, no, apparently not. Apparently, like they're keeping this tight knit bubble that everyone's staying in the fucking hotel, staff included. I just, I, I just don't know how how you're going to do that. I mean, in theory, it sounds great, but I just think in well, practice, exactly. people say fuck it. Well, Dylan, that's the thing. All of this is in theory. Like yeah. this whole play-in series and coming, you know, camp starting after July 10th and having the 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 play-in series start July 20th. Like none of that is set in stone because a states have to still allow, like, from their health ministry, still have to allow like travel, etc. And like, fuck, man, like Minnesota, like they're definitely not going to be a hub city I now. I was about to, I was about to say, know, you take Minnesota off the list, and you almost you don't want to laugh about it because like it's. Like, man, like we thought Vancouver is bad. The, Minneapolis is in fucking ruins. Like, it's yeah. four or five days worth of just burning shit to the ground. Like, it's fucked up. But it's true. Like, that's off the tip. Like, there's so much, there's so much shit going on. There's so much unknown still. But kudos to the NHL for actually, like, coming out and be like, here's our plan at least. Because the NBA has done yeah. nothing. The MLB, man, if you've been listening and, and hearing what's going on with them, like that, that, they may not even have a season because fuck the, what, what they base essentially want to do with the players is the players who make the most money have to give up, um, the more of their contracts, like more of their salary to, to help 
the league and those who make like, for example, like just coming in out of college, 700,000, uh, like, like a contract like that, they don't have to give up as much, like say like 10% versus, uh, like 35, 40 from those who are making like 70 mil, like, or like 30 some mil a year. Right. Yeah. And those players are vastly against it. So like, it's crazy. And that's a whole storyline and, and a topic for another day, but that's going well, on the MLB. It, the NBA can't agree on anything because of you know this bubble thing that you were just talking about. But the NHL, they're coming out and being like, "We're gonna, we're gonna finish this. We're gonna award a Stanley Cup." Yeah, and I mean, you're not gonna please everybody, and that's been obvious. You know, you just, oh, yeah. just go look at Twitter. I mean, a bunch of people are pissed off about the format that they're proposing. But I, I agree with you. They're trying something. They, they've come out with kind of a plan to get back into hockey. And I think that's the best they can do. And, and I honestly don't mind the format that they're proposing. You know, I was, and I think I was adamant about this when we spoke on my podcast or when we were just hanging out. Like I was on the, the, the train of, you know, just cancel the season, put all your resources into next season. Like I, I firmly believe that that's, that's what should have been done. But this plan is the best alternative in my opinion, because yeah. these play-in games, I get it. Like, and it doesn't matter. Like people are like, oh, well, like the points don't matter for regular season. The regular season's over. It's not the playoffs. This is like, this may be the best hockey of the year because the points don't matter. So no player is going to play with even a lick of ego. It's just like in juniors, like when you're young, like it's time to play fucking hockey. Like we just, just have to win. Game. We yeah. just have to win every game. And dude, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Like, and I know it's like the San Jose Sharks podcast. You're not in it. Uh, but like for Minnesota and Vancouver, like I, I'm, that's such a good matchup. Um, it's like young versus veteran team, Minnesota, who's like good in all areas, not great in one. Whereas Vancouver's like great offensively and not very good at de- defense. And, uh, and with a goaltender, that's like Jacob Markstrom could help win their series. Or if Jacob Markstrom, um, you know, lets in some goals, Minnesota is one of the best five on five scoring teams in the league very underrated in that because not a lot of people think that but they'll they'll make them pay yeah no it, it is going to be a good series and i you know looking at the list i mean we're definitely not going to go through them we did that last episode but there's what's another one you think we could have a good like you know, shoot, like shooting the shit about well another one that interests me is the toronto maple leafs and the columbus blue jackets um i want I columbus to take it so bad well yeah i think i mean i know i said on the last episode that i think toronto is going to take it but, you know, just thinking about it more, I, I don't know. I feel like Columbus is that team that can upset a really skilled hockey team like the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean... And they're so well coached. And they've... Man, when a team buys into Torts' system, they win. When a team yeah. doesn't, they lose. That, that's, that's John Tortorella, right? Look at all his teams. When Tampa bought in, they won. And, and Calgary, you know, Calgary was the better team. Yeah. And, and when, when using the coach in Vancouver, they did not buy into a system and they had one of the worst years um, in the past two decades. And look, uh, when he was with New York, like Ga- Marion Gabrick and John Tornarello did not care for each other on like a relational level. But when Marion bought into the system, man, New York did well with a veteran team. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And, you know, I just like the way they play. I think they're, they're suited pretty well. Uh, for playoff hockey, they're, I mean, it's a Tortorella team, like we said. They're not the flashiest team, but they can get the job done. So, they got uh, skill, man. And Pierre-Luc Dubois is the real deal. Like, yeah, he, he looks... He, shades of Ryan Getzlaff, right? Yeah, no, like, I, he, yeah, I agree Not super quick, but his strides are quick, are, are, are big and strong. that He can get anywhere super quick. And, man, people just bounce off of him. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, they lost a bunch of skilled players in the off season, you know, Duchesne leaving, um, what was it? Panarin. Was he there? Yep. Um, guys stepped up though. Yeah. Guys have stepped up and they're goaltending. That's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, They lost big Bob. Yeah. They lost Pavrosky. I mean, the media in Toronto is going to have an absolute fit when the blue jackets beat them or if they beat them, but I can see that happening. Okay, you bring if you can. Um, I, I you got a laptop going on, right? You got your laptop. Um, bring up uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs DB. I got I got the the roster of Columbus right now, and it, it's just, I just want to do a quick comparison because this is going to be such an interesting series because both of these teams are relatively young. Like Pierre Luc Dubois, the top scorer with forty nine points. They do it by committee here. I mean, Gustav Nyquist is, is obviously a, a veteran on this team in, in acquisition in the offseason, 42. And then Zach Wrenski on the back end, 41. Now, those are your top, top three, all, all 40-point scorers. Um, you know, two of them under 25 years old. Oliver Bjorkstrand is, is continuing to uh, develop. He's 24. Seth Jones is 24. Um, Alexander Wenberg's 24. Emil Benstrom, like, who the fuck... Who's this guy? I don't know. Who cares? He's 20. He put up 20 points, 10 goals in 56 games. I mean, man, you go up and down this roster. It's a team that, yeah, like there are some veterans who are here because they buy into towards the system and some young players who you said it aren't flashy, but have the skill to score goals and win games. But yeah. Well, looking at the Toronto Maple Leafs roster here, um, you know, they have four guys that are well over 50 points. Right. I mean, but here's the thing. I feel like, I, I I feel like that doesn't matter that much. I feel like they just kind of pile on goals. They can get points in the regular season, but you know, as they've shown over the last few years, when it really counts, when it really matters, when the games get gritty and, and they're grinding games, I don't think they're well suited for that. So that's that's why I still give the edge to the Blue Jackets. Um, and two you know, two good goaltenders. They got Elvis Merzlinkis, who in 33 games had a 92 save percentage, and then uh, Jonas Corposalo, who had a 91 save percentage in 37 games. Um, both of them over 500 in you know in yeah, wins. No. Like these these guys are the real deal. Like Toronto, Freddie Anderson goes down, they're fucked. They're absolutely yeah, they fucked. Yeah, no, I mean, having two goalies that can kind of split the load. I mean, you go with the hot goalie. If he has one bad game, you can switch to the other, and your defense isn't worried about that. But if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs and Anderson goes down and you got to put in your backup, now all of a sudden the defense, they're going to start playing differently in front of a a weaker goalie. So I I think that is a factor. Yeah, and I I know, like, people are probably going to put their money on Toronto because the firepower is there, and I get that. Like totally um but columbus they're definitely a team that i i think the man they they beat tampa last year and i know they had a, that's, a, a the, few, that's the thing right and i know they had a few more scoring guns but they've had guys step up this year and it doesn't really matter because it's it's torts chess game right he's the one moving the pieces yeah no that's that's gonna be a fun series uh for sure i mean like a lot of these are um I don't know, man. I'm I'm just I'm just stoked for hockey to come back at the end of the day. Me I can't too. wait for it. I mean, I we've we've talked about it off uh, off of the podcast about next season. Let's hope that it's not pushed back to like January. I think uh, it is, though, man. It has I know. to be. I know that's 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 gonna suck. But but think about it. The these playoffs are gonna go well into September. So it's gonna October, November. I'm, I mean, I mean, when does the cycle stop, though? What do you mean? You know what I mean. 
Well, like if if games are only starting in January next season, then are the playoffs going to end in September again? No, they're going to have to do a shortened season. It's well, that, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Like I, either way, it was going to there was going to be a shortened season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but and now we but end sixty up with games. If they play sixty-two games, like fuck, man, that's not even bad. Because like I could see the league no, go, going to that someday, you know, the next twenty, thirty years or so. Like, the, like I don't know when they have I, a TV. I, I don't. I mean, I I would like them to go down to like seventy games, but I think it's just I think it's just all about the money and squeezing yeah. out the dollars. Well, that's um, thing. Maybe in like twenty, thirty years, when they actually like make billions off TV deals that uh, they can actually reduce the schedule. But for now, yeah, it, it ain't seen it. But yeah. that, that's what I think is going to happen. They're going to fast-track fucking draft and, and free agency. They're going to get that shit done. Um, but I also read somewhere, Dylan, that maybe they won't even wait that long and be like, yeah, those who made the Stanley Cup finals, like, it sucks, but, like, we kind of already had an offseason and we got to get shit rolling. So, like, whether you think that's fair or not, they might do that as well. Like, uh, like honestly, like a month turnaround. Here's the thing, though. I mean, GMs and stuff. Like when your team's in the playoffs, I mean, there's no. Let's be honest, there's nothing you can do. So yeah. if if the free if free agency and the draft comes up quickly, I mean, I think they can still be pretty prepared for that. I know you're gonna, I know you spend a lot of time watching your team play, but as a GM, I mean, you're you're already preparing for the off season. Yeah. No, absolutely. So I, I think it'll work out fine. I mean, yeah, let's, let's see where the dominoes fall. It's going to be interesting. Um, I wanted to bring this up to you. Uh, I, I, I talked about it a little bit on my podcast, but I think it's awesome. Um, just cause like you, you and I, like we, we like university hockey. We don't, we can't watch a lot of the NCAA just being up here in Canada. It's hard to find subscriptions to. Um, I got the channel when I was lucky enough to actually get like a whole NCAA channel when I had cable in my old place. Um, but it is hard to find it online. But anyways, you know, we supported our local college leagues and, you know, CIS when we can, et cetera. Um, I, I always like to at least follow, you know, American uh, college hockey, especially, you know, teams that aren't as well known. And this is a fucking sweet story, man. Um, so the University of Alabama in Huntsville, the UAH, um, they actually saved their team after they raised just under $800,000 in less than five days, both on a GoFundMe campaign and just with local donors, like two just local alumni. Uh, I thought you were going to say like a manure sale or something. No, dude, two, <laughs> two local alumni each uh, donated over $100,000. Um, they threw like merch sales. They, they raised just under $30,000 and the GoFundMe uh, within like a couple days was, uh, was over $500,000. And wow. um, you know, like this is this is a, not a hockey market, right? So it's just great to see. Um, I, I'm going to share an article by the, get this, the yellow hammer. Love it. Love yeah. it. How's that for a media group? Um, I got to give them a, uh, a follow on Twitter. Yeah, um, there, there, there could be a wrench joke in there. <laughs> oh, I know. But uh, everyone's talking about this story. I mean, the morning skate shared their write up on it. And um, I, I won't get into it further than that. I'll send you the article. Just something to read while you're up uh, working in camp there. Maybe something, uh, you know, to take a look at on the shitter. But um, it's just a, such a sweet story. And I wanted to just tip my, tip my hat um, and, uh, you know, tap my skate or tap my stick to these boys. T and tap, your yellow, tap your yellow hammer. Uh, yeah, no, the, that, that is a good story. That, that's interesting. I always like hearing about, you know, it's, we like seeing the game grow, right? So in places like Alabama, when people are stepping up trying to save the game, I think that means a lot to the 
sport in general. So yeah, yeah and, great, hey, great story. And they're a Division One. Um, well, they compete in Division One, so you don't want to like you want the best competition. You want to see teams like this who've clearly earned their way up, you know, and fought their way up. They didn't buy their way up to Division One, and they're able to to stay there now and compete at you know one of the highest levels of NCAA hockey. So very excited for that. Yeah, I know. Great to see. Um, and you were talking before the podcast. There's a story that you wanted to bring up, um, yes. which seems like it should have happened in Alabama. Um, so it's a perfect segue for this uh, for this story. Yeah, man. And I, I actually teased this on the Soda Pod because I was talking about, like, I got into it with one of the local uh, TSN uh, radio producers here on, on the West Coast of Canada, Ryan Henderson. Um, he was talking, Dylan, he, like this, this is a catalyst to the story. So we'll get into it. Um, Ryan Henderson, big ride, the Twitter guy. And, you know, you listen to the, the TSN 1040 show, um, Donnie and the Moj. Ryan's their longtime producer, uh, pretty much a co-host these days, the way he goes off. about <laughs> yep. But anyways, uh, he, he said something about how like encores in a concert should just be taken out. Like they're a waste of time. Like just play the damn songs and get off the stage. And I like, I was like, man, like, and he's a music guy. Like, like you and I are music guys. Like we go to concerts, like we went to so many concerts growing up and stuff like that. And anyways, and so I tweeted at him. I was like, how, like as a music guy, how could you say that? Because it's like, it's part of the show. Like you, you expect it. And he's like, yeah, well, it's just, it's so predictable. And I'm like, yeah, man, well like TV shows, movies, plays, like the podcasts, like they're all predictable. They all have a similar framework. You, you expect that going in. It's part of it. And it can either be like really interactive and really positive. Like I gave an example on my podcast, how like at a John Mayer concert, um, one or two songs in, he like got the audience to sing this really simple hook back to him. And uh, he, it did not seem like he was going to do an encore because the show was kind of like, kind of like a theater performance with like certain like, like movie clips and different props. And then by the end of it, I was like, okay, like it's done. Like it's done. And he was off for like 20 minutes and slowly the audience started singing that lick back louder and louder and people were leaving the lights were on louder and louder and suddenly it was just like roaring like 20 minutes later and he like came back on he's like i just talked to like at the time uh what was it what was rogers arena before rogers arena in vancouver G- gm yeah place. i just i just talked to whoever he needed to talk to a gm place and he, and he said i could play uh another half an hour let, like let's rock and roll and he's like this has never happened before and that was like man like that's that's the encore like that yeah but and then there's the dark side of encore and this and this and I, and I just previewed it i was like you know most deaf you and i went to a concert uh, in victoria um, part of ska fest where we saw most deaf and the crowd was not so good and he did not do an encore but there's way more to that story there's even some hockey uh that's part of that story um so yeah where, where should we kick things off in the early morning when uh, you you drove down to victoria and we uh decided hey we got to do some day drinking or what yeah, no, I think I think we have to start there, and that's where the hockey really ties into this one. Um, so, I mean, everyone knows the EA ser- uh, NHL series, obviously. Um, at that point, I don't know what it would have been NHL fourteen, fourteen, no thirteen, thirteen. We're we're a year behind, I think. Um, but yeah, so we figured, you know, we might as well mix some drinking into playing NHL. So I, I think the rules were you have to drink if you get scored on, if you get a penalty, if you're losing at the end of a period, and if you lose the game. Was that was and if you lo- and if you lose the fight like this and and we weren't taking sips of beer we 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 there's it was 11:30 a.m. and we had a full bottle of vodka. Yeah, it, no, exactly. So I mean, we just didn't know any better, I guess. 
Uh, but by the end of the game, I, I don't know what I beat you. Was it like 12-1 or 12? No, no, no. You, like, I scored a few goals because you, you okay. had a few shots and I won right, like right. two fights. Like, it's like you were buzzed, but I was fucked up. Like yeah. half of this 2-6 was gone, mostly consumed by me. I, I'm surprised we honestly made it down to uh, downtown Victoria to get to that concert because, yeah, you were absolutely destroyed by the end of that game. Playing a second game was definitely not an option. I couldn't um, even grab the controller. And like, I think Braden from Callwood was living with me at the time, and he was like, dude, like, yeah. there's no way you can go to a concert. It's like noon, and you're fucking sloshed. And, yeah. and I like, dude, I, I remember, like I see, I remember pictures of it i remember going to the bus stop i remember getting there seeing you know something i remember i just needed water because it was so hot i was like august right and we're like sitting there in the stands you're like you don't look so good bud and i'm just like dude i need water and all they had was that like flavored water and and i was like dude no i just can't and i like i downed it and uh (laughs) and you puked fucking (laughs) everywhere all over the stands dude like the seating (laughs) area there's people sitting next to me they're just looking at me i'm like i don't fucking know this guy (laughs) we 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 hightailed out of there pretty quickly Uh, where did we go i remember just waking up like next to the water (laughs) with like with like you just like chilling next to me with like a burger and you're like i got you this and i'm like what yeah i yeah i mean i i I, I had a few drinks that day too, so it's and it's been a few years, so I, I don't re- remember all the details. But then after, I think you sobered up. Well, I had a nap, bit. dude. Like I remember, because <laughs> like we nap? we because like I was wait like it wasn't like I got there and then I started puking. Like we we watched like two or three bands. So at that point, like it was like an hour and a half, two hours had gone by. So around it's like three ish, right? Most def I think went on at six. Yeah. So I think like I passed out for like an hour and a half <laughs> around three ish. So I don't know what you were you were up to. Go went and got some burgers. I was just laying there and thought of that as fucking <laughs> like, oh, City one another, Just another homeless guy in downtown yeah, exactly. Victoria. Um, and then uh, and then maybe we went and watched like the opening band. And yeah, I, I sobered up to a point where like I, I don't know. I think I like smoked a joint and like you know we started partying again. You you were like way more buzzed than than I was at that point because like fuck. I already yeah, had I didn't my get fun destroyed at noon, yeah. so I was still good. But, at but the story doesn't end there. So we watched the nope. opening band. There's there's some like interesting characters in the audience, but uh, most deaf comes out and uh, and like from the start, like it just was not the right crowd for most deaf. Like they weren't no. hip hop fans, right? No. We're like you and I, like we're hardcore hip hop hip hop fans, especially like old school hip hop fans. So you and I started boogieing, but there was this one guy who was like probably fucked on acid next to us, and man, I was dying laughing. Like, and you were too. Yeah, well, I, I remember two guys. So I, I know the guy you're talking about, but I'll, I'll talk about another guy. Okay. He was there, and he was just head-bobbing and throwing his arm in the same position the whole time. Like, like the solid two hours. And he's like the skinniest, whitest dude ever. And he was just drenched in sweat. <laughs> something. But the, the thing was, I couldn't even enjoy the concert. Because I started you... laughing at that guy. We were I hysterically not, laughing. I, I could not stop laughing. Every time I looked in his direction, I just I would just die. And then I, all I remember stuff... he was on our right. And then the other guy, this crazy guy that you're going to talk about was on our left. But just to paint the picture yeah. for everyone, like this uh, Scoffest, like the concert was was like right on the harbor where like the stage was like right like you were facing the water in the harbor and there was like a, a not that big of a stage and everyone just kind of filled in like what would be the parking Around lot yeah. near the boat launch yeah 
And uh, yeah, like you said, this this other guy pops up probably halfway through the show. And all, all I kind of see is Leaveless like, white shirt that you know he ripped before the show because he thought that would be oh, gangster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think this guy was doing much thinking. Uh, so he obviously, before he got to this, the, the area to watch the show, he was walking along the beach because like we said, we're on the waterfront. This guy picked up a piece of goddamn driftwood, just a piece of wood. Off no joke, just a piece of wood. And then I cannot walks, stress this enough. Walks up to the show, and then once everything starts going, the music's bumping, this guy's dancing, dancing, whips out this piece of wood, and pulls out a lighter and lights it, and just starts, like, gets the piece of driftwood smoldering, so there's a bunch of smoke coming off it, and this guy's inhaling it. It was cedar. It was, a, it was a chip of cedar, too, because that's the only way you could actually inhale this, because, like, it's so porous, and yeah. it, it's, it was dry. And, like, I remember smelling, like, the fuck's burning cedar? And there's this guy, like, honestly, man, like, he had, like, one eye going one way, one eye going the other. Like, he was, like, Crazy Eyes and Mr. Deeds. I don't know if you've seen that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then he just, like, looks at me. He's like, ah, and just starts, like, smoking this fucking piece of cedar. And, and but like, he was, like, right next to us, too. Yeah, oh, like, right next to us. Like, he was the guy moshing next to us because we were, like, I don't know, yeah. like, a row and a half um, in front of yazin bay but at the time of most death hell yeah um and th- but eventually like after like 20 minutes everyone's looking at this guy like what the fuck so he had a good like perimeter around him where people were yeah. not getting near you see i mean he was just spinning around dancing smoking this wood and everyone's like what the fuck but th- the thing was i couldn't enjoy that show because i'd look one way and i'd see that skinny white dude just giving her like i've never seen before so i'd start dying laughing then i look over and the guy's smoking the wood so i start laughing laughing at that like my stomach was in so much pain by the end of that concert because i was <laughs> laughing so much yeah but man i was a wreck after that day i remember but i also remember like and in going back to you know bring this full circle like the crowd just sucked because there was just people yeah. like that just whacked out they didn't care about the music they didn't really know the words to the song other than profanities which they yelled back at most dev which you could tell he was just not happy about yeah, um yeah. at one point like a couple of fans tried to he like went out to like give high fives and they tried to like pull him in the mosh pit and it was just like man like know, have I... some fucking respect and then um he even like stopped he's like hey like i'll walk off the stage right now blah 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 like i'm never gonna come back to victoria and it's just like dude holy fuck like this sucks and then he like yeah. finished two more songs and walked off and it was like no encore everyone like started cheering and he didn't come back and like that was the the main event of the night so it was just like you kidding yeah and like i i I mean i don't blame him like no it was awful yeah like the 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 crowd was terrible i mean you you (laughs) can have a bad crowd and that was a bad crowd the two best audience members was the guy who woke up after having a nappy poo near the water wasted at noon playing nhl and fucking you dying of laughter watching you know two guys you couldn't even enjoy the show like we were the best people there god damn it i i had so many i just had tears in my eyes the whole time (laughs) from laughing i couldn't even like see the goddamn show Oh, I'm uh, hoping, uh, hoping some of the listeners on the soda pod, I told them on the podcast, you know, I previewed this story and I was like, you have to come over and, uh, you know, listen to stick hungry. Awesome. I'll be on with Dylan to, to listen to the rest of it. No, man, I, I'm so glad you brought that up and I'm so glad you came on this episode of the stick hungry podcast. I mean, savior of the day. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Um, we, we need to do this episode, a good, good fill in for producer T uh he'll be back though he'll be back soon trail man it just keeps him it it swallows him whole i swear what happens in trail stays in trail um he's gotta he's he's gotta tell us some stories here you know he's gotta yeah yeah, i know he's gotta need some explanations coming up because this ain't the first time you know i mean i I know the fans you listen 
every episode, every episode I've been around. I'm I'm working full time, and I run the hockey podcast <laughs> network with Isha Jerome. So uh, T, he'd be sweating. There we go. Shots off the bow. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like, like I said, everybody, next week there will be no episode, and the following week we're gonna come back, producer T, myself in studio, and we're also gonna have, of course, former San Jose Shark Kyle McLaren on the line for uh for a season finale. I mean. Man, it, it just sucks that we had to postpone our season finale by by two episodes. But hey, may, maybe the fans will like it. Pro, prolong this uh, first season for the Stick Hungry podcast a little while longer. Um, and you know, in the off season, like we said, we're probably going to record twice a month uh, unless something big happens with the Sharks, like a big trade or whatever. Then we'll drop an episode that week. But if you want to join the podcast, if you want to come on and be a guest on the podcast, let us know. Our DMs are open on Twitter, which you can find at StickHungryPod. Uh, I mean, again, Isha, I can't thank you enough for coming oh, on this episode. No worries, man. Anytime. Everybody, make sure you check out the Soda Pod, uh, the Minnesota Wild Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. With this we got some great guests bastard. coming up. Got some great, yeah, crazy bass. We got some great guests coming up too. We had uh, Declan Goff of one of the... One of the hubs for Minnesota Hockey Talk, um, Score North. He was on this week, and we had a great conversation. A couple funny stories actually coming out of the interview. Um, we have a uh, Spokane assistant coach who's going to talk about Adam Beckman, who led the WHL in points, a Minnesota Wild prospect. We got him coming up. And uh, like like you have here on the stick hungry podcast we have a lot of like diehard listeners and who like text us and tweet us every week and all of them want to come on the show um so we're gonna do like kind of what you did get a couple episodes going where we feature a lot of uh you know these diehard listeners and, and those who like a few have messaged me straight up dylan's like okay notes from this episode one i want to talk to you about this two you know great job not editing you choking down some pink whitney number three like it's just like so detailed so i just can't and that's that's at the state of hoppy i can't thank him enough shout because i know he's gonna be listening to this after i nice. <laughs> directed him here so uh yeah like hey, tune hey, into the soda pod speaking of diehard fans i mean i i listened to your show what what happened to drunk greg is he Dude. coming back or what's the well fuck i hope like he didn't get the covid oh that's hey I didn't fuck i hope he's that. not wrapped up in one of these riots well, maybe maybe he'll he'll listen to this and uh, drunk Greg. I mean, let's be honest. He's his on brother a called he's on before because oh, drunk, yeah, that's drunk right. Greg had passed out off the paps. Oh yeah, he was drunk at the Legion or something. Um, but yeah, no great content. Again, make sure you listen to the Soda Pod uh, with Isha Jerome. Great great stuff. Isha, where can the fans find you on Twitter? At VA Sports Talk, I want to get as many followers as Dylan soon, or at least to 1,000. So help me out, you loyal San Jose Sharks fans. I got your back. There you go. And uh, the Soda Pod, where can they find that on Twitter? Oh, at the Soda Pod. We got weekly poll questions. We got giveaways coming up soon because, fuck, Dylan, like you got your merch store open. I got to get mine open soon because I know I know people will buy uh, buy some stuff and support the Soda Pod. Yeah, there you go. And, and folks, make sure you check out our merch store uh, which you can find on our Twitter page. I think I've pinned it to the top of our Twitter page. Some um, great stuff. Some great some stuff. Just high quality stuff. Fuck, you got to make there. you got to make a uh, a mug. You got to make a mug there. I'd get a mug from you. I love I, my mugs. I'm I drinking some I, coffee right now. My double bubble series one of four original mugs. It's unbelievable. Nice. I I, I like it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get on making a mug. Um, make sure you buy something. Support the podcast. It all. 
you know, we, we get a cut of uh, every sale we make and we put that money towards, you know, pumping out more great content for you guys, upgrading equipment, just whatever we need to do to make this podcast run. Um, you know, we don't spend it all on Big Macs and, and smokes. So it, it's, it's for a good cause. Um, and to anybody that's still listening at this point, thank you for listening to the Stick Hungry podcast. Make sure you check out the Hockey Podcast Network. Make sure you sign up for Patreon uh, slash the Hockey Podcast Network. Donate some money. You'll, you'll get great access uh, to contents like the After Hours show. Uh, Absolutely, which man. Which I've talked about before on this podcast. I mean, once I get back from camp, we got to do another one. Oh, that's kind of that's going to be the rotation. Like every two yeah. weeks, you get fucking two and a half hours of after hours show. Um, pay, our Patreon, like we are going to be making some changes to it moving forward, just yeah. optimizing it. Um, we're going to be upgrading the gifts that we, we that we reward uh, all of our contributors with. Um, you know, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars plus. We are going to be uh, well changing up. You know exactly what I said. Uh, gifts to reward you folks for. Um, donating and, and all the donations go to our host Dylan and I, we don't dip our feet into the pool at all. Just, you know, we're so appreciative of our hosts. I mean, th- this is the season finale, Dylan, our hosts have done 61 episodes on the, on the hockey podcast network. And it's been so outstanding. They've done a hell of a job through, you know, this COVID craziness with their, with them thinking on the fly and being able to produce again, a- a amazing shows. So I want to give a big shout out to them. And if you want to, you know, support them this season, all, all donations this season, we're going to divvy up between the hosts uh, well, all the hosts that contributed anyways to Patreon content moving forward. Um, we're, we're still going to, you know, same thing, $5, $10, $20 plus you'll be rewarded with a, a gift package, a little bit extra, the higher you donate a dollar will get you access to all the extra podcast content. And I think we're going to set the, another price of like $2, maybe $3 for blogs as in the summer and next season, a lot of our hosts, they like to write. So we're going to give them the opportunity to do it on Patreon. And if you want to read some hockey takes via blogs, you can give a little bit extra to get that content as well. In the next couple of weeks, we'll have it all fired up. And again, you can find all the information at hockeypod.net. There you go, folks. I know I sounded like the guest on this episode, you know, recording through my headphone mic. And Isha Jerome's got his nice uh, Art 2 microphone that I hear is buzzing in my ear right now. It's getting oh. a little old there, Isha. You might need a replace. No, it's the cord, dude. Look. Oh, it's the cord. Now? Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, there see. we go. It's the cord. Uh, but once again, thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode. Give myself a follow on Twitter at DYL underscore THPN. Give the Stick Hungry Podcast a follow at Stick Hungry Pod the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet. It's been a hell of a season, bud. It's been a fucking hell of a season. Been a hell of a season. Uh, Been a hell of an episode. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks, Isha, for joining me. I'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Uh